Hello, and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Noah, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Kayla, as always. Tell me, what's so funny about me? I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm a clown. I'm just kidding. Anyway, did you have to um, so write that we, down, or did you have that? On no, the top I didn't. I remember that. I I've seen that. I've seen that scene before. You got to do it more Italian than that. I, I I'm only 25 percent Italian, so I don't have enough in me <laughs> to make it. I wish I could do um, Italian. It's it's all it's also a little too late to do a full Italian <laughs> accent. You know, tell not, me what's not, Italian about that. I don't know how to do Italian. Tell me what's Italian about that. Tell me what's tell- Italian about that. <laughs> That's my cu- my country Italian. Your country Italian. Yeah. So person from Italy who lives in Texas to to Texas <laughs> and starts a mafia in Texas. That would actually be pretty cool. The Texas Mafia. Yeah, they ride around on horses. It's like a cowboy movie, but they're they're Italian. We gotta whack them off, John. <laughs> Don't get, get whacked. Don't get <laughs> Don't pinched. Get- He's a maid cowboy. Mamma mia. <laughs> I'm a cowboy a re- Italian. This is this is a real spaghetti western now. <laughs> <laughs> this is perhaps the worst intro to an episode <laughs> in the history of episodes. Before we go right into the episode, I do want to quickly re-promote our website because we promoted it both times last episodes at the end of the episode but i just wanted to give a quick promotion at the top of the episode because not everyone always listens to the ends Mm -hmm. um me included you know i don't always listen to the end of podcasts so Uh we do have a new website so you can check it out if you want to the link will be in the description the show notes uh and right now we are just we have one post up just a welcome post but we're hoping to post at least once a month each on there some reviews essays different things about movies basically anything we want to talk about that we can't really make a whole episode about or maybe the other person isn't as interested in but we want to try to share our thoughts on you can also listen to the podcast there obviously uh as well as some custom playlists of our series including this one which is We've Never Seen. So if you want to listen to all of the We've Never Seen episodes, maybe we'll link that in the show notes too. You can check out that playlist. We've done quite a few now. But yeah, this is probably the series we've done the most of. So that's exciting. And, you know, the first We've Never Seen we did was, do you remember what the first one we did was? Uh, We did The Godfather. Yes, we did. And this is kind of like a return to the to the roots of secondhand film critics. Was that, no, that was the second episode. Because we did the meet intro episode, then we did Toy Story 4, and then we did Godfather. So pretty pretty early episodes. So this is like all the way around to that. Yeah, full circle. Italian full, mafia. Italian <laughs> full circle, back the to the mafia. The, uh, it always comes back to the mafia. That's what I say. Which is kind of true if you look at American history. They do control in a lot. The 1900s. So. Yeah, they do. It was funny. I um was watching... Actually, I think I was because I was looking up some scenes on YouTube afterwards to like rewatch a couple scenes, and then I got a bunch of like mafia YouTube videos where it was like how the mafia economy works, and this mafia, this mafia ex mafia member reviews old movie scenes. So like now all my oh, YouTube I've seen that video, just, just mafia videos. I watched um, the guy from the the mafia guy who reviewed really? movie scenes and said whether or not they were like mm. re- real. 
Oh, I watched a similar one that I think you would like. That it was like an ex jewel thief or whatever <gasps> that reviewed heists or something. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure it was something similar to that. So oh that my was gosh, I gotta find that one. That's it was like funny right up my alley because the whole time he was like getting really into it, and then like every two minutes he would stop and say, "But by the way, I don't do this anymore. This is illegal, so don't do this." But he was like obviously really like. It's exciting. Into it. Into it. Yeah, I it is exciting. I get really excited about it. I listen to a heist podcast that talks mm. about like different heists. Because like true crime, not my thing. But like crimes yeah. that are like heist crimes, love it. And I listen to mm. it and they talk about the heist. And I'm like, wow, I could do that. Yeah. But I won't because it's I illegal. Gotta say, <laughs> I felt really bad for you in this movie when they were they, they set up a heist and then they didn't do I the know. heist. I know. They were like- I was- this is gonna be the Not, biggest yeah. heist of all time. We're gonna yeah. be getting all this money of unmarked cash, and I knew exactly what their plan was because mm. um, that is true. Like the treasury brings in money on mm. planes. Well, it's, a, it's a very famous heist too. Yeah, they have other and, movies about it. And it's like, excuse me, like hello, I would like to see this heist, please. <laughs> They probably didn't have the budget for it because that's a pretty. That was a pretty big heist. Yeah, they it reminded were just me like, like of the tenant oh, heist kind of. Oh, we're about to pull with the, with off the, the biggest airplane. heist of all time, and then millions of dollars of unmarked cash, and then it's like Christmas, and they're like, "Wow, we're so rich!" It's like, are you kidding me? We couldn't even get like a small five minute montage of this heist. Of the heist. Of the heist. They yeah. do that. I think uh, they they're... have a airport heist in the yeah. season, the uh, the series finale of White Collar. It's the biggest heist that they pull off, where mm. they develop this algorithm for the airports to figure out what airport they're bringing the unmarked cash in, and then they use the old postal system to mm. like send the cash through the pi- the old mail pipes. It's really I gotta exciting. Say, with, it's a really with, good heist. With the with the internet and stuff, I feel like heists have gotten not as exciting. Like, well, yeah, because you know, a, a lot of them are like computer based now. Yeah, so there yeah. it takes a lot of hacking instead of like right. you. You don't really get with secu- I mean, you can still rob places, but it's not nearly as exciting. Like, you can't really rob mm. banks anymore because they don't really yeah, keep money. You can't rob in banks. banks. Come on, like they don't they really don't make heists like they used there to. And, huh? No, like, yeah. Like, like I would why never. This heist would have been great because this yeah. was like prime heist time. I would never be a thief now. I don't know. Some people can do it. Like, there's still good thieves hmm. now. Um, it's illegal, but, but there's good ones. Though. But I, I think the prime would have been like you know, 60, 70 years ago when it was yeah, still like yeah. you could be on the news and all that, so you could still right, get, get popular your, get for your fame. it. But. Mm-hmm. It was less likely that you would be like on camera or would have to like know about computer hacking and all that. Mm. Which is why these guys could do it because I don't think these guys were like super smart, but this is before like 9 11 security. And so it's like they kind of just can walk into this airport and do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, But let's kind of jump into the movie itself. Yeah. um, (laughs) Which we haven't even mentioned the name of. This is Goodfellas from 1990. Um, this series we've never seen is basically us just looking at movies that we've never seen, usually bigger movies, um, or ones that people talk about a lot. Usually I like to explain it as like ones that if someone brought up and you hadn't seen them, then you 
potentially would maybe just lie and say that you'd already yeah. seen them. Yeah, you feel um, which, a little bit embarrassed. Like, people are like, oh my god, yeah. you haven't seen Goodfellas? It's like... Which has happened with this movie. I've lied about seeing this movie. Have you? This I have This is one I definitely have. I feel like this is one that hasn't ever really come up in conversation for me because I'm... Hmm, interesting, yeah. I don't know. It's more of like a film bro movie. No offense, but... I mean, I haven't lied to film bros about it because I don't really know any, but I've just lied about it. It's general. not as big of a deal for me to not have seen a movie like this because I don't usually watch mm-hmm. movies in this genre anyway. So I'm not mm-hmm. as ashamed to be like, oh, I haven't seen Goodfellas because it's just not in a genre that I would normally watch anyway. So there's like a ton of movies in this genre that I just have not seen. Yeah. I mean, I don't think like if someone said, have you seen Casino? I wouldn't be like, oh, I've seen it, even though I haven't seen Casino. I just feel like this is almost surpassed that. Like this is because mm. I don't really watch mafia movies either as much. Like I've seen The Godfather because it's The Godfather. Um, Like I've seen, but I don't really like seek them out as much. Um, I just think this is like kind of ascended to another level because mm-hmm. it's just like potentially maybe like top five biggest movies of the 90s. Just uh, jumping into the movie quick, we'll just give some fun facts and stuff. I looked up a couple things. So there's just so much about this movie. So I'm just going to go over some of like the more fun things that I found. Um, first of all, the day this comes out is the 21st anniver- 21st anniversary of the wide release of this movie. Um, that would be September 21st. And the day we record this, September 19th, is actually the anniversary of the limited release. So today is the limited release anniversary. That always happens to us, and we never know. It does. Like, it's happened probably at least five times now where we schedule an episode, and then one of us is like, oh, my God, did you know? Like, this. Like, it happened with our Matilda episode. Like, the day before, (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, did you know that it's World Doll Day today? Like, it's his birthday. Like, it's literally National World Doll Day or whatever. And the the next day, we were releasing Matilda. Like, we're just kind of psychic like that, I think. There's just, like, a spirit out there. The podcast spirit that is guiding us towards picking these movies. Yeah. This is based on the book Wise Guy by New York crime reporter Nicholas Pileggi. And so Scorsese read the book and then decided that he wanted to make the movie. I think he actually wanted to make it before The Last Temptation of Christ, which was in 1988. But that movie was also something where he wanted to make earlier in the 80s. And so when the rights for that movie opened up, he decided to make that before this. So it's kind of like he had a couple of movies just in the pipeline. Um, but then they made this. He wrote it with Pledgy. It took them 12 drafts to get it to the place where they could move forward um, and I think even after that they did a lot of like improv sessions and then wrote s- scenes based off of the improv mm. that they did so I don't even think like the final shooting script was the script that is actually in the movie yeah there's a lot of improvisation stuff going on so he said that when he was going into making this movie he wanted to capture the exhilaration and speed of the mob lifestyle and so he wanted it to begin like a gunshot and then have it get faster from there. That was his words. Um, like a two and a half hour trailer. Interesting. Um, which is interesting because now it's like that's kind of the norm. And I feel like we'll get into this. And it's not like this movie is edited slowly. But I feel like this movie is just edited normally now. Except in like a couple key scenes. But now watching this, it feels like this is almost normal, which kind of just shows how like overstimulated we are with editing now. Mm, yeah. Like movies are just so much faster now than they used to be. I think almost maybe even 
in part due to this movie because this was such a big game changer with all that. One thing I thought was interesting is this is such like this is such a flex in your career is that they were only able to secure funding this t- for the movie once Robert De Niro actually agreed to be in it. Oh man. So like no one would fund it until he agreed to be in it. Which I mean makes sense, you know. They wanted a big star for it, but and this is kind of like paralleling his earlier film Mean Street Mean Streets which also De Niro was in. So I guess they figured that, that kind of would be a nice parallel to draw people back. Like you saw him in Mean Streets when they did the same thing in 1973, and now you'll see him again in 1990. One thing I thought was interesting is that so obviously they were alive when they made this. The real people that they portray in the movie were alive, and so De Niro actually called the real Henry Hill, who is Ray Liotta's character, several times a day to ask him how Jimmy would do different things. So like how he would walk and how he would hold a cigarette and take a shot and everything. So I thought that was really interesting. Like just him calling him like five times a day. Like, so how would Jimmy read a newspaper? Like just like (laughs) random questions like that. So the role of Karen Hill was originally going to be Madonna, which Uh I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, Not sure I would have done which they didn't so i think that was the right choice by them yeah cause... the the lady i don't know who it was that played her she mm-hmm. did a really good job so yeah i agree i think she was one of the best um like performances in the movie i thought and i think madonna is like too well known that it would kind of stand out i think it works that at least i didn't know the actress who played yeah i didn't um, know who Karen. she was So I thought that was nice because, like, I obviously knew the main three guys really well or, like, you know their faces. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to have people, like, that were a little bit newer for me. Yeah. This I thought was interesting for a couple reasons. So Jules and Jim, which is one of my favorite movies, um, the first two to three minutes is very much like montage, very fastly cut. And the whole style from the movie comes from those first two to three minutes, he said. That's cool. And... This movie now is 31 years old. And at the time Goodfellas came out, Jules and Jim was only 28 years old. So Jules and Jim was not as old as Goodfellas is now. Isn't that like just so weird? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm trying to like Like, process. Just process that information. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how far away 1990 is. That's pretty cool though. 1990 is a long time away. (laughs) Like you're like, oh yeah, the 90s. And then you're like... (laughs) Oh yeah, that's the like 90. 30 years ago. Like <laughs> dear lord. Geez. Yeah, 31. Like that's what you think like he's looking back at Jules and J- when he was looking back on that, that would be like us looking back on this movie or like something that came out in 1992, I guess more specifically or 1993. So that's just really weird to me, stuff like that. So we have also obviously a lot of really cool tracking shots in this movie which one is the copa commanda nightclub shot and that actually i found out came about because they couldn't get permission to even go in the short way by the owners and they were only allowed to go in the back way and so because of that then they shot it like that so they only shot it like that big one shot through the back because they weren't allowed to go in the front so that's Mm. pretty cool i thought that's cool because that was like my favorite shot and that's like one of the most famous shots and it's yeah. cool that like stuff like that they wouldn't have even done if they were just allowed to go in the front. And I think it really works because like I mean he says that it's um 
like his seduction of her and also like the lifestyle seducing him like pulling them in and also i think it just is a really good visual way of showing like his power that he already has at that point in his life um so really cool do you know how many frames of blood they had to remove in order to get the r rating oh geez um probably a lot only 10 Wow, I would have guessed like 20 maybe, like because I feel like you got to, there's a lot of times that people get shot or stabbed. A lot lot of shooting. There's a lot of, I feel like there's still enough blood in it too, as is. Yeah, and I feel like it's interesting because I feel like they could have gotten a lot more blood in it now. Like their movies are so much bloodier now. So like, I think it was less the blood for me in this that shocked me and more just like, I think the like coldness of the violence is just a lot more different than it is now but like now there's just a lot more blood and but i think it's a lot less like realistically portrayed so it's interesting like the different things that people cared about in like movies like getting r ratings then yeah when they Um, stabbed that guy's head with the ice pick i was like don't love that a lot a lot a lot of stabs not a Um, fan i think a lot of other people didn't like it too because they were and if the first screening had 40 walkouts in the first 10 minutes. Whoa. That's a lot of people. Imagine that, like, that's your claim. Like, you, you have to admit that every time Goodfellas comes up, like, wow, Goodfellas, one of the greatest movies of all time. And he's like, yeah, I walked out of the first screening in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, yeah, it is really. I mean, it is the first 10 minutes I think we'll talk about, but it's very, like, different. I liked it a lot. But I think, like, especially in the ni- 1990, that probably was a bit of a shock. Another shock was they really hated the Henry's last day as a wise guy sequence. So, like, all spoilers, by the way. We're going for this episode. So, all spoilers. <laughs> the movie came but out 30 years like ago. We're good. <laughs> full, 31. 31 When he's fully on um, the coke, like, the last day before he goes to jail. Um, they hated that scene. Um, because like it made them annoyed which i guess he said was the point and so after they after that screening they went back and made it even faster with jump more jump cuts hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool because like i don't know i just think that's cool that they were like good you didn't like it now we're gonna make it even more annoying which i think like it's the perfect amount so i'm glad that they did that uh one thing that i thought was cool was they do this in other movies now, but I, I don't know if they did this before this was he only used music that was released during the time of the scene. Mm. So like, I mean, you can see that with the time period, like the music changing with the time period, but also like even yeah. to the year, like if that song wasn't out, they wouldn't have played it, uh, which was huh. really cool. I thought, yeah, that's pretty and they cool. Did a lot of non-dialogue scenes to the music too which like there's some music in here where i would love to just like watch them act to just in real life yeah especially too because like the movie that's harder to do because the movie spans over like a long course of time like Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's like oh yeah this movie takes place in one year so it'll be really easy to figure out all the songs that we can or can't use. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the movie takes place over like this really long course of time. And this one scene is in, I don't know, whatever decade, whatever Yeah, they have to year, find, well, each so. day too. You know, they've got to like, even if they don't have the, the, the timestamp on the screen, which I think is like cool because now movies love to tell you like exactly what day it's taking place and it's just so annoying like i don't the even heights. know the day guys <laughs> three like, days guys, till blackout three days till blackout two and it's days like, what's this till blackout, blackout. 
um, four hours cool till blackout. Like imagine if they did that place, here, but... like six years <laughs> till arrest. <laughs> Four years till three hundred forty-five days till they make the the sauce with the slicing the garlic really thin. Yeah, <laughs> three hundred forty-two days. No, but it's cool that they put that much detail into it yeah. too. Like that, there is that. Um, I mean, it's a real story, so I guess it's kind of a little easier than it would be. But uh, it was ranked best of the year by Roger Ebert, Gene Siskel, and Peter Travers, which is not surprising. It also was ranked best of the year by 34 critics. So, but those were just like the main big ones. Guess where this ranked on AFI's 100 Years 100 Movies list? This is the 10th anniversary edition, so published in 2007. 2007. So on the list of list of 100, where do you think this ranked? Um, and it was the number one movie of 1990. That's what they said. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know, like s- somewhere in between 70 to 80. You're pretty. Like, you're pretty late, close. Ni- late 92. 70, 92. 92. Okay. So like, I think you were on the right track though that it didn't rank like super high. Yeah, I would say like you know because obviously we had so many iconic movies before then too. I'm. Yeah. Right. It would still be like i would i would guess higher than 92 that's what you said 92 mm-hmm. but 92 yeah it makes i mean it's like i think i i don't i can't see the whole list in front of me but like off the top of my head 92 i mean it's still top 100 i think that's, yeah i mean once you're in the top 100 it's like i really don't care where i am right now i'm in the top 100 they uh they ranked it 15th best edited film of all time in the motion picture editors guild 48th greatest movie ever in the director's poll of 2012 Sight and Sound. A lot of different ones. So it's very, very famous, obviously. 2000, it's 2000. It was deemed culturally historical and aesthetically significant, um, which is only 10 years, which is pretty, pretty good. Like, yeah, that would be like Wolf of Wall Street right now or last year being put in the National Film Registry. Hmm. So that's pretty, that's like not a lot of time. They were like 10 years, you know, that's fine. It's it's good enough to go there. <laughs> um, Academy Awards wise, this one won Academy Award. Do you know which one it won? Um, not Best Picture. Nope. Maybe like editing or like an acting award. Okay, like Best so Supporting got, Actor. Okay, so you're on the right track. So it did get nominated for Best Picture, didn't win. Got nominated for Best Editing, didn't win. It won for Best Supporting Actor. Who do you think won? Um, well, Ray Liotta was the lead. Correct. So either Joe Pesci or Robert De Niro. I would say Joe Pesci. He did. He won. Yes. Wow. This is a fun game. I think the thing is, like, Robert De Niro, like, his performance is really good, but the Academy likes giving um awards to people who are like over the top like Hmm. not like more subdued performances and even though De Niro's was good his character was like a much more mellow character and someone he's kind of already played like somewhat in other roles but Pesci's is like so exaggerated and so like not overacted but that's kind of what it is is he's like selling it so well that it would surprise me if that like wasn't the one that won. Yeah, right. Well, and he has that great speech where it's like he goes up to the podium and he's like, "This is a great honor, thank you," and just leaves, which is just so cool. It's so funny. 
Also, you're, um, but you were correct that she gave a good performance because Lorraine Bracco was nominated for Best Supporting oh, Actress. good for so her. She beat Madonna and she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Wow, we stand. A real win. Good for her. Um, and then th- uh, this was the year of um, Dancing with Wolves. So that basically uh, dances with wolves. So that like swept a lot of the bigger stuff. Yeah. Um, at least best like screenplay and best film and whatever. Best director. So bummer for them. But he won in 2006 for Departed. Can you believe that he took him till 2006 for them to give Martin Scorsese an Oscar? Yeah, that's crazy. The king Guys, himself. Th- what are they doing? He was making movies since 1970. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything you found out about the production? Anything you wanted to add to the conversation before we jump in? No, because I did not read anything about it. That's fine. That's fine. So we'll go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll jump into the review. Oh, I should do it in my Italian cowboy accent. In your Italian cowboy accent. How would I do that? And we're back. (laughs) That sounds like Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Well, he's a cowboy. Not Italian, but one of the two. He's not Italian. Mamma mia, we're back. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. While we were gone, Kayla whipped out her her uh, book on movie a history, history. of american movies His- film by film history look at the art Bar- craft and business of cinema <laughs> that book um and is gonna read with us a review she found so she does have something to contribute yeah from a section entitled an endearing mob tale since we talked about this scene i thought i would share this review by david denby who wrote for the new okay. york magazine goodfellas is the greatest film ever made about the sensual and monetary lure of crime, and the whole perversely brilliant movie, an ambiguous celebration of murderous freedom, comes into focus in a single staggering shot, arriving at the Copacabana. Wow. So you can see that it, I mean, it had the same effect then um, that it did now. I mean, we're still talking about it, obviously, but... It's cool to see that at the time they were like, oh, wow, this is really impressive. Yeah, for sure. I think the editing still, if it's, if it's like seems creative and what's the, like, not experimental, but just different today, I think that it would definitely seem like that in 1990s. So very cool. Very cool. Um, So this, this week we are switching up our synopsis writing tradition. Um, I wrote the synopsis for this week. Because I was writing this uh, run of show that we always have up here. And I couldn't find any good synopses that I liked. So I uh, just wrote up this little synopsis here that I think is uh, pr- pretty good. So do you want to give this a quick read before we jump into our review? I would love to. As far back as he can oh remember. My... <laughs> <laughs> as, as far back. <laughs> as far back as he can remember. Henry Hill has always wanted to be a gangster. (laughs) It's better than being president of the United States. It's being somebody in a neighborhood full of nobodies. 
So when he gets a job at the local cab stand, Henry seizes his moment to immerse himself in the life of crime he's always dreamed of. As the years go on, Henry makes his way deeper into the mafia, working his way up to bigger and bigger crimes with his friends Jimmy Conway and Tommy DeVito. Not to be confused with Danny DeVito. No, no, definitely not. For these good fellas, murder, cocaine, and heists are regular everyday things, and spilt blood is just another mess to clean up. Will the sins of their past catch up with them? Or will they forever be the good fellas they always wanted to be? Wow. Wow. That was really wow. good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're I a think, good um, fella. Uh, hey, yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So we both watched this movie. Um, we did, yeah. We did. Was there any specific reason for why you hadn't seen this before, besides the fact, like you said, that you just don't watch movies like this? Yeah, like, this like genre? um, yeah. If I'm gonna put on a movie, it's not gonna be this one. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, I would not normally select a movie like this. Like, I think the mob and the mafia is very alluring and very cool. We've talked about this before. Definitely, de- they're gonna they're gonna have to take this quote next time you go to court. You know, they're gonna be I cutting think... this one right out. Like the the evidence was all here. Crime lords, <laughs> awesome. You know, the whole boss thing, very cool. Uh, maybe not the murder so much. That's why I'm more of like a heist yeah. person because murder is just not right. for me. Um, they just murder the competition. E- yes. Um, they of. murder those <laughs> safes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I just like I would never. It, first of all, it's a it's a longer movie. I mean, it's it's a little bit long. And second of all, like, I'm just not going to click on this if it's on Netflix or something like that. I'm going to click on something that's 90 minutes and usually a rom com if I'm just mm. like scrolling through. Something. This could be a rom com. I think. I think. To- no. I think Tommy and I think Tommy and Henry have a little bit of chemistry. They got a little That's bit of something saying. going on. Yeah, there. There, there's a little something happening. You know. I'm sure that they have. Uh, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Something's going on, but we can boinked in the off hours. <laughs> Maybe in the freezer. He, really, he, really, he made him a made man. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> but anyway. how's come you haven't seen this one until mm. now this is more your your speed of movie i would think than mine well the reason i haven't seen it in the last two years is because i knew we wanted to do this episode mm-hmm. so i would have watched it by now <laughs> um but that was really the reason i really wanted to watch it most i was like i really yeah want to watch this it is on my- our yeah so it, we have a, a running list of yeah. movies that we have not seen that would be right. good for we've never seen and this one mm-hmm. was has been on that list for yeah two years basically and i already i already took away our chance of doing boogie nights because i would just didn't want to wait anymore i i asked you i was like can i watch this and you said yes so yeah this one i had to make sure we at least got this, this one, one sooner. In there. i probably wouldn't have cared but i think the, i want these are they're very similar movies and i wanted to have at least one of them in in as an episode yeah but other than that like I wouldn't have been allowed to watch this when I was a kid. So yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> of course. The, a main reason with the podcast and even in the last four years, I mean, 
I don't think I don't know like I feel like I watched other Scorsese movies before this mm. just because like they were there and yeah. then I think Goodfellas did it was on Netflix for a while like a, a few a couple of years ago but then by that point we were already kind of planning this yeah and so it's like by the that point I was like I'll wait and I've seen a lot of his other stuff so I just kind of watched them in a different order I guess than most people would have but I always wanted to, obviously. I mean, I owned it. Like, I literally had this movie <laughs> in my movie collection before I had even seen it. So... Yeah, I watched um, it on HBO, so... I watched the opening scene again on HBO because I wanted to write the synopsis. And I wanted to get those pull quotes from the beginning. And you didn't want to have to get up and put in your Blu-ray well, again? I was at work, so oh, okay. I didn't have a Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, but also... I um, do that sometimes, I, though. That's why I asked. Is like sometimes no, I yeah, own the movie, right. and I'm like, I literally would rather just use the remote instead of having to get up right. and put the movie into the Blu-ray player. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Totally. 100%. Uh, also, when I watched on HBO Max, too, I watched the Scorsese intro, which uh, I thought was very nice. I skipped that, was, Yeah. You should watch. I I would have skipped it too because like I feel like in those things they always give away parts of the movie because they. Well, just I just didn't feel like watching it. It was like you should definitely watch it. It was just he was, kind he's of a very nice long, man. like so long already that I just was like it started playing and I was like scroll 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 scroll. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have watched. I'm glad you didn't because it gives away stuff. Mm. So it's like I feel like they should say that they like, should include it as like an extra. Them. Like why do they include it in the main? Thing? It is. It is included as an extra, but they also put it at the beginning, I guess, which I think is not a good idea. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. Because then it just yeah. makes it look longer. Like, they add it to the runtime. Not HBO. Love love the stuff you guys have, but you guys need someone else on the app design team. Yeah, they need to, like, have us consult. <laughs> like, I, th- I have that, so that many great. ideas for them. You know how they have, like, the curation collection? Yeah, we I could love add, We could have beyond that collection. I okay some of them are dumb and like don't act like the okay so they had the astrology ones which I think was cute because astrology it can be cute astrology could be cute great quote yeah but then they did like Harry Potter ones and they had one for each Mm -hmm. house and I was like Mm -hmm. that is so fun I wish which house do you think this movie would be under um probably Slytherin do you think so yeah I think that's what someone would normally put it under but I feel like it's not like I don't know. I feel like it's not it. It feels I mean, more like a Gryffindor movie. Not gonna right. lie. I not mean, to, like, like I think personally, not to get into house politics, <laughs> I think that it would be a Gryffindor movie. That's, yeah, that's what I just said. Okay. I think it'd be under the Gryffindor house. Yes, but I don't think that they would put it under Gryffindor. Oh no, I think they if would put it, it under was, Slytherin because like bad I think if Slytherin. it was curated into a collection, it would be put under Slytherin. But I yes. think that Gryffindor is the worst house because they're the Republican house. <laughs> well, also, this movie, like, they act, that's kind of the whole point of this, where they it's like, act prim they and act proper nice on the outside and, like, and proper, yeah. Noble. Slytherins, you know you're going to get stabbed in the back. Like, yeah. you just know, I mean, there's nice Slytherins. I'm a nice Slytherin. But sometimes, sometimes, but you know, <laughs> you know that I'm going to be straightforward and upfront with you. Like, I'm not going to go behind your back and stab you. Like, if I shoot you, shoot, I'm going to shoot, shoot, you, shoot in you in the face. Like, not in the back of the head. Yeah, in the front I'm not going to ice pick you. Like, <laughs> I'm probably oh going to tell you, like, 
I'm going to punch you in the throat and then I'm going to punch you in the mm. throat. Like that's just, okay, just, how it just works, that, you know, N- nothing after that's the murder. One I'm not a fan of murder. So, you know, mm. all that, but I would punch someone if I needed to. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. Some really great quotes for your, for your upcoming, <laughs> upcoming trial. It's um, too late. <laughs> I am not a fan of murder. Your Honor, my client once said in a podcast, she was not a fan of murder. So as you can see, she didn't commit this crime. Anyway, um, personally, so I watched this, obviously. I um, I liked it a lot. I think it's definitely just like a lot to process on a first viewing. I think it's actually pretty refreshing. Like, I know you said it's long and it's longer, but comparatively, this is like a very short movie to like what I would expect. Like mm-hmm. the Godfather is like almost three hours. The Irishman is almost four hours. Like the fact that this is two yeah. hours and twenty minutes, I was like, "Wow, that's actually not bad." Like, because they have a lot of story to tell. So I know it's gonna be pretty. I know it's gonna be longer, but I feel like today they would probably make this like two forty at least, just because like they can, because they know that people that watch these movies are we'll like watch it, gonna yeah. watch a longer movie but mm-hmm. like you don't always have to make it longer i think yeah it's, it, i think it it's was fine. plenty long i had to watch it in two sittings <laughs> wow i felt um, like i, I mean two sittings two isn't bad movies. i've watched movies in longer sittings um but i i liked it a lot i think like i said it's a lot to take in on a first viewing it's interesting watching this after having seen both the irishman and wolf of wall street because i feel like those were made in like not response to this but like in correlation with this movie Mm -hmm. because wolf of wall street is basically just this movie but set uh on wall street Mm -hmm. um and then the irishman is like this movie but with a lot more emphasis on like consequences and age and a lot it's it's a lot more depressing i guess which is maybe why i like it a little more because the irishman is like I don't know. I'm just a depressing guy, I guess. But um, it's just interesting watching this, like, after having seen those, because I was like, wow, this is a lot like Wolf of Wall Street. But I was like, wait, Wolf of Wall Street came out 20 years after this. So definitely it's the other way around. And also, like, Boogie Nights. Like, Boogie Nights literally stole this entire movie. Like, there's even, like, the cut from the 70s to the 80s. Like, in the 80s, the 70s is all good. 80s is when they start doing cocaine. That's in Boogie Nights. That's in this movie. Like, they literally did the same thing. And, like, they ha- they use music that's only from the time period. So it's interesting having seen all those movies that are obviously supposed to be, like, in conversation with this movie, but then not having seen this until now. Like, it's just an interesting experience I don't think that many people have had just because most people have already seen it. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't like this movie. Man. Um, It's just not my kind of movie. I think that's the main problem. And my other main problem, like I said, is I just, like, wanted stuff to happen. Like, I don't really care about their lives. I kind of more care about what they're doing. And they're, like, talking about heists, but then they're not doing the heists. And they're just, like, fighting with each other. Like Yeah, but that's what you want. You want that's them to not kill what each other. I want. I like, I like them killing I'm each other. I'm glad that you... You enjoy that, and you like this kind of movie. You don't like when they're at the bar, and then he's like, "Shine my, go get your shoebox," and then they have to like take out, like, "Keep him in here, keep him in here," and they keep him in there, and then they have to like, they like kill him at the bar, and then they have to go bury him. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, pretty, no, I didn't necessarily like that. It's a pretty cool scene. I understand why people like that scene, though. Um, it definitely is a good sequence. Uh, not my movie at all. My kind of movie. Not for me. Um, th- that doesn't mean there were things that, like, I didn't hate all the things about this movie. I just, like, didn't particularly enjoy my time watching it because I just was kind of bored. Wow. That's so funny. I was, like, not bored at all. This is, like, a movie I would watch, like, 50 times probably. Yeah. Which like, is I could have watched this again the next day. We normally have at least similar opinions about things. It's very rarely that I very much dislike something that you like. Like, mm-hmm. even if one of us likes something more... The other might be more like middle middling on it, but like mm-hmm. I think on this one we're on pretty much opposite ends of the spectrum for it. Well, I don't. I I think we agree on like The Godfather, which like which I think like I rated this the same as The Godfather, but I would never rate The Godfather probably like any higher than a four out of five, just because like there are things about it that just I don't really like as much. I think like just aspects of the filmmaking but with this i could see myself rating this higher because like i just i don't know so i think i, think I enjoyed this is just the like godfather kind of more wow i it's think been... the godfather is like it's i mean it's fine i think it's a good movie i mean it's been this two is... years since i've seen it so <laughs> that's true we've done the podcast I've seen... i was like oh i just watched it but that was i've seen a lot of movies since then um yeah uh, Maybe but we should do a rewatch. No, we I have think only I'm seen once. That's our next. That's <laughs> think, a new series. I think that I'm okay. I don't think I need to be rewatching The Godfather anytime soon. Maybe The Godfather Part Two. I haven't seen that one. You um, should probably watch the first one again if you're gonna watch this because uh, they are very so connected. So much work. Um, but second one's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike The Godfather, but that also still is not necessarily my type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did like The Godfather more than I liked Goodfellas. Well, and I think for me, like The Godfather is a very much more just like a Shakespeare story where like rise to fame or that. Well, in The Godfather Part 2, spoilers is like fall from grace kind of thing. But I feel like Scorsese's movies are a lot more rooted in um, like spiritual elements and like action and repercussion or like penance for your sins right and i just love any of that like i mean that's like in the mean streets which i think is just not as good of a movie just be on a filmmaking level just because it's a very earlier film from him and so i think like he just figured out how to do it better after that i haven't seen Um, that one so no it's fine i mean you don't have had to see it like it's a very similar just very similar themes so I don't think it's like a surprise that this was about that. But I think that's just like something that's in all of his work, which is something I really do enjoy, which is actually why I think I do like Wolf of Wall Street and The Irishman better, because I think they do that last aspect better, which is like the um, the penance aspect better, which I think this movie like it has that, but it kind of just ends. I think the ending is a little not underwhelming, but just not as emotionally satisfying or just it doesn't give you as much as to work to work with whereas like wolf of wall street there's a very long drawn out sequence where you see like wow this is the worst lifestyle i've ever seen or i haven't the irishman, seen like, wolf of wall street either <laughs> but you've seen the irishman which I irishman, seen the, like, irishman. the last 40 minutes is like him just 
super depressed because like all of his friends are dead. I which think I think I is a lot much more that powerful. Movie out of my mind because I don't remember it at all. Wow, I love The Irishman. I think The Irishman is like a little better than this just because of that. Because I think I'm a lot more emotionally attached to the characters in that, or at least to the main character. I remember or at least watching in this movie, it. You remember watching The Irishman? I don't remember because it was so goddamn long. Uh, but I don't remember what actually. I happened love The in Irishman. It. I should watch The Irishman again. Maybe I'll do that later. Mm. I do love The Irishman. I think Good that's the you. thing. Like with those movies, like I don't feel the runtime in these movies because I just feel like they are always moving. So like the editing is always moving, and the music is always moving. So there's always like something for me to focus on, and especially in this movie, the scenes are so good that like I just love every scene. Now I don't know if this movie does the anthology kind of thing as well as other movies do, where mm-hmm. like. I think it's really hard to to convey like a long span of time in a movie. And I think movies like The Irishman again or even Boogie Nights or other like longer like decade spanning movies, I think do that better than this movie because that was one thing I felt whereas I was very caught up in the pace of it, but I also sometimes had a hard time feeling that length of time. Maybe because it was moving so fast where it's like, "Oh, we're already like 20 years from when he was a kid like at the cab stand so i did have a harder time maybe that was one that's one thing i didn't like as much was the way that it conveyed time passing which i think that he figured out to do better in other movies too but yeah i mean that's a hard um, thing to do when you're spanning that much time and like it is yeah trying to make it make sense and use Mm. parts of the story that are still engaging but it's like oh, I'm with the characters, like, 10 years later. How do I feel about them yeah. now? How much have they changed? Yeah, so the main character, Henry, it's hard to gauge his character arc, at least for me, because mm-hmm. of how he evolved in that time. Like, I don't know. It, like, you want to see, because obviously you can tell that being in that system for so long, like, affected their brains and, like... The way that they interacted with other people, like, they felt like they were gods. And so I wish we could have seen more of that transformation because it kind of just felt Mm. like it just happened because we didn't get all that time where it was, like, deep seeding into his brain, um, this lifestyle. Um, So it kind of just felt like... Sounds like you want this movie to be longer. I think that's what you wanted. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Well, let's talk about Henry. Because Henry is, I think, my biggest problem with the movie. Okay. Both. I would agree. Both his arc, I think, is just not as well defined as it could be. Again, that's the same thing. I don't think it's as emotionally satisfying as other films. And I just think I don't really like Ray Liotta's performance in this movie. Yeah. At all. I agree. Like, I I think Ray Liotta is just, like, especially when he's next to Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Like, he's just so annoying. Yes. Like, I really just don't think he was the right Uh choice for this movie. I know a lot of people like him, but maybe it's his face, too. He just has a really annoying face. (laughs) And his voiceover in this movie, like, his voiceover in this movie is really annoying as well. Like, the way he talks is just not it for me. The mafia was was a a good time. I I, like the mafia. Why is he... I don't know why the voiceover... Like, why are they... Why do they direct them to talk both even in like her, his wife, like they both talk like they're robots. 
Yeah, the voiceover. Like, like, like they're they don't like actually talk like they actually talk. Right, they talk really slow, and maybe because like they were worried people weren't going to understand them, because like maybe nineteen ninety audiences were a little different. Now audiences are a lot more used to that stuff, uh, and there are subtitles online too, so it's like you can put the subtitles on. But that was my biggest issue was one the voiceover just because it's constantly happening, and I don't not like what the voiceover is doing for this for the story uh-huh. i think the voiceover works fine because it's supposed to be like you're the jury basically that's what the ending is kind of saying and he's kind of like telling you what his life is and asking you to judge what he did um which yeah. is fine that's cool but just the the delivery the delivery really really brought the, the voiceover down um <laughs> and overall just his performance like I just don't didn't like his performance. I very thought much that the all. kid that played his character as a kid did a good yeah. job. Yeah, I thought that he, he was and better the guy than... they got for Joe Pesci, like yeah, Tommy, great. he looked just he, like him, and he did a good job too. And I was like, oh, these characters are fun. And then we got Ray Liotta, and I was like, meh. Mm. They could they, honestly not like they couldn't have done the same story, but I would have loved the whole movie to just be them, like the kids. Because that would have been a cool... That's not, not really a perspective we get a lot in the Mafia. Because there are... Like, obviously, this guy, he was in the Mafia since he was that age. So we don't... But we don't really get, like, a whole movie about just kids that are, like, in the Mafia, you know? Yeah. That would have been, I think... That like, would I, that be was probably, so interesting. I mean, it wasn't my favorite... It was one of my favorite sequences, but not maybe my favorite. But I love just, like, all the stuff when he was a kid. I thought it was really well done. And I would have loved just to see a whole movie just like about that. And I think they could really explore some interesting themes with like, especially with his, with his dad who was abusive and then like him needing to please the mafia to like feel accepted. I don't know. Like that's a really cool idea that they did touch on, but if it was a whole movie, it could have been a lot like more in depth. Yeah. That's a good point. And then Ray Liotta comes in with his annoying face and fake laugh. And I know. Gosh. And he like, he just, he's just like so average. I mean, not that he needs to be not average, but like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just so average like, it and looks he wise? acts average both. Or acting like, wise. Like acting both, yeah, and okay. the way he looks. Well, it's telling that like, you, they I mean, it's telling that Scorsese like used is De Niro a lot. He uses Pesci a lot. He never used this guy again, you know? Well, you know what I'm and Henry is like, supposed to be this, like, I don't know. Like, it, he comes across the way his character is presented that, like, everybody thinks he's cool and everybody loves him mm-hmm. and everybody, I don't feel like you that, know, though. respects him and all this blah, 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 blah. And the women want to sleep with him and all this why? stuff. And why? then, like, I get why Joe Pesci's character is popular because he's funny. He's a king. He's charismatic. Yeah, he's so funny. Like, he's when he a goes clown, with his mom, he his, tells his these so stories. Funny. Like, he's a character. But then you look at Henry, and everyone, like, women are, like, they have all these scenes where the wife is like, yeah, he has, like I know you're cheating on me, Henry. And um, it's like, why? Why are women sleeping with him? Like, he's not a charismatic. He's not attractive. He's not, He's not cool. funny. He kind of just walks annoying. around and is like, hey, 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 hey. You're so funny, Tommy. You're... Is that his mm. name? Joe Pesci's character, Tommy? Is yes, Tommy? yes, Tommy. <laughs> yes. Tommy, <laughs> Jimmy, and Henry. The, the, You're the most so generic funny, names. Tommy. Ha, 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 ha. That was a good oh story, gosh. Tommy. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and it's like, boy. <laughs> Buddy, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, 
I feel like I don't know who they would have gotten for this role, but I'm sure there was other people they could have just anyone, done, you know? anyone else. I mean, I know that they wanted originally, obviously, like De Niro to do this role, but he actually didn't want to do it because he said he was too old, which I agree with. Like, I agree. I, I, I mean, mean, obviously, he Henry's already supposed well, to be though. like he's already supposed to be in his 20s, and Ray Liotta is obviously not in his 20s. So, like, accepting that Robert De Niro was in his 20s would just be too much. Like, I don't know. Who else was in his 20s in the 1990s? Justin Timberlake. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine. I'm thinking, like, Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt is an Italian. Oh, right. That's, that's, that's a tricky part. Italian actors in the 90s. Italian actors. 1990s. All right. We're, we're doing a live look, look through here. List of Italian-American actors. This is... <laughs> he was born 1996 noah centineo k-pop <laughs> you know noah centineo actually reminds me of ray Liotta. yeah they have the average, same energy average that is the exact word they just and their faces are very similar like i feel like noah centineo could play this role in like 10 years nicholas cage that could work i mean he was in moonstruck you know that's an italian movie francis ford coppola is already like already got that in because he's very famous. I think that could have been a good role. I would love that. I mean, Nicolas Cage was already in other Scorsese movies later, like Bringing, bringing Out the Dead, um, and I think another one, maybe. But yeah, that would be cool. That probably would have been one of the choices. I think- Louis Lombardi. Who's that? Um, He's in The Sopranos, I think. Okay, I got a list of people considered for Ralph Macchio. He would have been okay, great. Yeah. I love that guy. Do you want to hear the four people they considered for Henry Hill? I found. Um. Yes. And so I'm gonna say each one, and you have to tell me. Sean if you would Penn. Have had... Okay, that's one. Sean Penn was one. Oh place. well, they should have picked him. Should have picked him. Um. So that's one that would have been better. Another choice was Tom Cruise. Mm. Which would have been a no. I would have rather had Ray Liotta than Tom Cruise. Yeah. Another choice, Nicolas Cage. There's what? One. There we him. go. Mark and Ruffalo. Then the last the last choice was Alec Baldwin, which that's also probably mm, a no. Yeah. But Sean Penn? Sean Penn and Nicolas Cage. What should have been one of those two? Stanley Tucci? How old was Stanley Tucci during this? He was born in 1960. Stanley Tucci is a little like too like too much of a nice guy. Not a good fella. He's a nice guy. But like, but man. I, I, why, Sean Penn they, would have been They definitely should have, should, should have cast someone else. I know this is going to be controversial, but I don't care. One thing I think... With Henry, that's not related to the acting, that was good, was the way that they, every time something violent happened, kind of showed you his reaction. Because I feel like that was one thing that set his character apart that, and I think they could have definitely done this better. And again, I think like a lot of these ideas were definitely just made better in the future, which is just shows the influence of the movie. Like people took this and figured out a couple things that they wanted to emphasize that I think I like better. But something that they definitely tried in this was having Henry be more averse to violence than other characters in this movie mm. and have that try to be, I guess, the audience relatability aspect, which worked somewhat. So in the beginning, you have him with the, you wasted eight aprons on that guy. So you have him, the guy coming get shot and he wastes eight aprons. Yeah, yeah. Um. But each time something violent happens, if you watch him, like, he has a very different reaction than everyone else. Like, he looks, like, 
probably like similar to what you would look in that situation if you just saw someone get shot in front of you. Oh, I um, would definitely look. I would. I would probably pass well, out. So I would be well, on the ground. But like, well, I I think though. So like, I think that's how he acted when he was a kid, almost. And so progressively, though, as it goes, he gets a little less shocked by it until at the end, like, he's just basically numb to it, which could maybe be also represented by the cocaine. Like, the cocaine is making him numb to killing. I don't know. Just a thought. But that was one thing I did like is they were trying definitely to give you that relatability aspect with Henry. Maybe it would have worked better if it was someone I liked more as an actor playing the role. I don't know how much we want to talk about, like, what else we want to talk about the movie. We're kind of just jumping all around. Is there any other performances that stood out to you? Maybe smaller roles besides, like, the main roles that we've already kind of touched on? Um, Not that I can think of. I literally can't even think of any other characters besides mm. the wife and Henry. What about Paul, Sir- what about Paul Servino? Who's that? Playing Polly. I thought he was nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was good. I, I, I thought he was good. Like, especially that scene when he has to stay- when he like just gives him the the three thousand dollars or whatever thirty two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. that was a pretty good scene because like I think it really shows how like screwed Henry is basically. Like this guy out of out of all the mafia guys I've seen in all the mafia movies, this guy seems like the nicest mafia guy. Like the only guy I'd maybe want to like talk to. Cause I don't know, he's like he's cutting his he's cutting his garlic with a razor like to get it nice and thin. When they were in the prison, by the way, like that was a vibe. That prison scene, making the making the pasta. That's one of those scenes where you watch it. Like, so there's this Grand Budapest Hotel kind, and then definitely Paddington Two, where you watch it and you're like, man, I could go to prison. I think I could. I I think that sounds that sounds like a cool time. Well, yeah, you have um, to think like that goes to show how much privilege these guys had. Well, yeah, that was the point too. Like they. They made a point, I think, of saying, like, this isn't what everyone else was experiencing, but we had these inns and we were able to kind of, like, just live it up in the kitchen and get all this wine and stuff, which I thought, again, they have, like you said, it's a cool way of showing, like, even on the inside when you think, oh, we've won, these guys are in prison. Like, they're still, like, living the life, basically. They're still just vibing and hanging out. Yeah, which, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love to go. I'd love to be there. I would have. In prison? Well, no, I vi- I'd visit them. And have the meal, and then would leave. <laughs> I wouldn't go to prison. We're both incriminating, incriminating ourselves so much in this episode. Um, <laughs> this is why we should not watch mafia movies. This is exactly why I need to not watch mafia movies. Your Honor, he said he would love to be in prison. So obviously, let's just put him where he wants to be. Um, in with the influence of this movie, we've already kind of talked about some of that, mm-hmm. and especially with the editing. Do you see any like? influences that you were able to catch with or just stuff that you think maybe was influential for the time that maybe made this movie something that people were like oh my gosh this is the best movie of the year no i was not even thinking about that at all when i was watching the movie i'm not gonna lie i mean i don't know if i was either i like the tracking shots definitely stood out because like that is something that you can see see like you know, movies that are similar to this and maybe even, like, biopics that are similar to this. I That's can a good point because this is really, like, a maybe biopic. Some, yeah. Or, like, character films. I think you could see some of this film in, like, Zodiac or some other, like, Fincher-style films. Like, mm. the way that Scorsese directs characters. 
um, and introduces characters and kind of lets them hash it out on screen. I think feels yeah, a similar yeah. to like Fincher characters types. Yeah, Fincher's a good a good comparison, especially because Zodiac also spans a lot of years. Our two so film like... bros. <laughs> Our two film bros. Uh, Quentin Tarantino yeah. films. I think on political well, influence. I think I think this did have a lot of influence on Quentin Tarantino films, actually, because <laughs> like. I think without this movie, I don't think Pulp Fiction would have been the same as it was. Because I think Pulp Fiction is edited a lot like this movie is edited. A lot of his movies are edited. Yeah, I have not seen Pulp Fiction, so... Wow. We should do like a a, a Kayla's Never Seen. It should be the new series. (laughs) Well, that's what Cinema Swap is. That's true. That's true. But I'm not picking Pulp Fiction because I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah, right. Also, I think Pulp Fiction's like good but like i think i would i could pick better movies for you yeah anyway um with scorsese like this was a really pivotal movie i think for him because the 70s were great and then in 80 he made raging bull which was like again his other comeback because he was on a lot of cocaine and then Mm -hmm. robert de niro was like i'll only make this movie if you stop doing cocaine and so he stopped and then they made raging bull so pretty cool story um but then the 80s rest of them are not great commercially this movie came out and it did amazing obviously Mm -hmm. uh but then he doesn't win the oscar and like he just comes out with so many hits after that and then he's still coming out with hits like this movie kind of started a new era i think for him or like jump-started him into a new bunch of films you know like that we might not have seen if it wasn't for this because like his movie before this was new york stories and last temptation of christ was like his first his last like movie he did which was not well received and did not do good so if this movie didn't do good i don't know if we would even have had a lot of the movies that we got after this yeah we never would have had um hugo 2011 hugo is definitely underrated hugo slaps it does. And it, does. it has Asa Great. Butterfield in it. It does. He's very little. Like, I remember, it's one of those things where you watch that movie when you're a kid and you're like, wow, this guy's so old. Or yeah. like, you think he's like, but then you watch it now. Like, I saw a screenshot. I was like, this kid was a baby in this movie. I had a major a crush on him. baby. Wow. He was we like. Could, we, could, we could talk about that, you know? Yeah. We could, all, we could hash it all out. When I was in like, because that would have come out when I was in like eighth grade. Yep. I was mm-hmm. like, I had a big Did you read that him. book? Hugo? I have that's pretty good. That's a pretty good book. I did not. Wow. I've read a book that you did a kid's book that you haven't read? I can can you believe that? That's this crazy. Is a, this is this is actually a pretty big development. It's not really a book. It's it's a picture book mostly, but it's But really no, cool. I haven't read it. Maybe I'll get it from the library. Well. Anyway, um I don't have like a ton to say about Goodfellas. Um mostly because like I said, I've only seen it once. I think a lot of things with this kind of movie, I feel like whenever I watch these kind of movies, I think, like, I try to rate them as fairly as I can uh, for the time, for the moment I feel them in. And so, like, I rated this an 8 out of 10. And I don't think I would ever rate it any lower than that. But I could maybe see myself rating it, like, a 9. I don't think I would ever rate this a 10. This is this is not a 10 for me. For, me. for the reasons we mentioned, the performance Leota's specifically, which... Maybe sometimes, you know, you could look by a performance you don't care about, but when it's the main character who's also voiceovering the entire movie, it's a little harder to 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 forget. And also, I think, like I said, this same movie I do like, but I think there are other movies that I also like 
which did it better. I think this might be more mm. watchable than like Irishman or Wolf of Wall Street. Like Wolf of Wall Street is the most like emotionally draining movie like I've ever watched. So I would definitely watch this again before I watched Wolf of Wall Street again. But I think Wolf of Wall Street technically did this better than this Interesting. movie. So that's yeah, like I thing. did not rate this movie on Letterboxd because I felt like I didn't really have a rating for it. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. I understand the film influence it has. So I just was like, I don't really care to rate it because I don't care about this movie. If I did rate it, I don't know, it might be like a two and a half or three. But like... Wow. I also, the shade. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. The shade. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. I would say like maybe a three, I guess, or a two and a half. Maybe a two and a half. I don't know. Wow. I didn't that, like it. That's a that's a that's a that's pretty low. I was um, like it was I think, so boring. But it was also so Irish, boring. Irishman you rated four. Okay. And I think Irishman is a lot more boring. That's than wrong. This, which is interesting. If I were to rate the Irishman I, is yeah, like, it's I, good, but it's a lot slower than this. Yeah. Um I would need to rate it lower than that now. <laughs> that's that, the disrespect. I, I would say Irishman. I don't even remember that movie. So you probably have to watch it again because you obviously didn't remember it's the ending. It's definitely not a four. Um, it's a four and a half. We should watch it when you come. I have the Criterion. We can watch the Criterion. I don't know. If I'm I were down, to watch the Irishman the again, I probably would give it like a three maybe. But I don't even know because I don't remember it. And I'm probably never, ever, ever going to watch that movie again. Wow. I I will. I will be watching The Irishman again. Hopefully soon. Um, Good for you. I I'm that, glad that you liked this movie, and I'm glad I that you also lo- liked well, The Irishman. But I do like The Irishman. I'm glad that you liked this one. It is really weird having seen those other ones before this, because like I would I I can't wait to watch those again after having seen 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 this now. Well, yeah, like he's perfecting his craft, making these type of movies mm-hmm. in a way. So. Well, and it's interesting too because I had seen Mean Streets before this, so I saw like, oh, this is definitely a lot better than this, but it's not as good as these. So it's like I saw the one that happened in the middle mm-hmm. last. So that's what that's sometimes what's fun about watching movies out of order, guys. You know. Yeah. You don't always gotta watch them in order. Yeah. Watch Star Wars six before Star Wars five. Don't do that. I'm joking. Um, hey, you know, I see where they were going could. with the story now. The first Harry Potter <laughs> movie that I watched was Half Blood Prince. Like I had not seen hmm. or known anything about Harry Potter, and then that we might be saw the worst one to start with. Half Blood Prince with our cousins in the movie theater, and they had read all the books and watched all the okay. movies. And yeah. so they were like, this is Ron, and this is Hermione, and this is Harry, and this is some of the stuff that's happened. And it was like, I don't know what's going on. But Is there a worse Harry Potter movie to start with? Maybe seven part one? I would say Order of the Phoenix would be very hard to start with. Like anything from five on, just because like but, so yeah. much happens in Order of the Phoenix that's like with the Order and with like these characters. And they're like, why are we running into... Um, Ministry of Magic for this guy we don't know. Um, I, so I think that is like. But I feel like Order of the Phoenix also introduces a lot of stuff, like the the like Dumbledore's army, and the, I haven't seen those movies in a while. Definitely like five, six, and seven. Like don't start with. Yeah, any I of feel those. like anything like one through four 
I mean, Goblet of Fire might be a little confusing, but I think one through four you could probably watch mm-hmm. and be pretty generally fine with like yeah. not being confused. Especially the first two. Like you could watch the, fr- the I mean, obviously the first one, but you could watch the second one. But I think, obviously, obviously like first. I watched Half Blood Prince and wasn't com- like I enjoyed it enough that I was like, I need yeah. to read the books now. So wow, it, it hooked you. It, it did, did its job. It did. Um. Okay. So just to outro this episode, um, if you have any thoughts on this movie, you can just email us at secondhandfilmcritics at gmail.com and maybe we'll read your comments in an upcoming episode. We also have other ways you can contact us. One is on our website, which I already mentioned. Um, what is the other three ways they can contact us? Um, you can contact us on Twitter, on Facebook, mm-hmm. and on mm-hmm. Instagram. Just search right. secondhand film critics so if i counted right that is five different ways they can contact us yeah sure so if the fbi is listening and you want to talk to us about our comments there are five different ways that you can talk (laughs) um (laughs) i just like Uh, to listen to heist podcasts okay hmm. well and you said you don't like murder and i don't like murder in the clear about the murder question i am a (laughs) non-violence Anti, you are saying anti-violence, so, anti-war. I am a pacifist to all who are listening, especially the but FBI. But not a pacifist for Jules. No, because that's not violence or harm. You're stealing back things that were already stolen from people. Like, you know that they stole those jewels from native people and they stole those jewels from um, other people. Like, when they did the, when the Nazis pillaged everything, like, that's what's in the museums. Wow. Someone's got to steal them back and return them did, to the right did, did not think that this is what we were going to be talking about in the Goodfellas episode. So our next episode is very exciting. Um, so exciting. Oh, my gosh. It is a very exciting episode. We will be talking about the Irishman. Kayla's rewatch. <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we will. We do you want to do you want to announce it? Do you want me? To, um, you can announce it. I'll do a drum roll. I'll do. I'll do the first part. So this is our. 100th episode special wow yes. can you believe that we've made a hundred episodes well we'll have well, made, after next episode. we've made 99 episodes yes but this ain't one um <laughs> but it will be so yeah we're talking about yeah. our five star movies um so those are movies that we have rated five stars wow which is you you might be listening to that and thinking, wow, how are you going to talk about all those movies in one episode? <laughs> well, if I got news for you, I have only rated 24 things five stars on Letterboxd. Mm. So, and I have rated 34 things five stars. So we don't got a lot. We're not even going to probably talk about all those movies, but we... We'll, like, we'll, we'll mention them, maybe give a sentence, because we got to get through them all. But we want to just, just kind of... Get these out yeah, as our gift to you, you know, give maybe give a little explanation about each of our one, f- five stars. I've been definitely like I've been trying over the last month or and a half maybe to like hone my list down, make sure yeah. each one I want on there, which has been a good a good exercise because I've there's gone been a couple that I've been, so far. been needing to rewatch. And it's nice to know like all my five stars that I have are ones that like I want to be five stars, you know. Yeah. This is such like this is this is such a petty thing. Like I like if you want to rate something five stars, just do it. This is just for my own self satisfaction. Yes, of which course. I don't, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's an exciting episode. I'm excited to just celebrate 100 episodes because that's a pretty big, pretty big milestone. Yeah, that's crazy. Honestly, I can't believe you did that. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, after this episode, Look at us. it might be, it might be, our, who, it might be our last. Look at I don't us. know. <laughs> We're in danger soon with all these. With all these uh, comments we've been making. But yeah, a little sh- rest both of us. Hopefully, we'll make who's, it long enough to make that Who's knocking on my door? That's the FBI. Oh. FBI, hey. open up. Open up. We heard that's, you. That's the name of us. <laughs> that's the name of us, our Scorsese movie. FBI, who's open that up. Knock, who, no, <laughs> who's, who's that? that knocking on my door? Who's that knocking on my door? The FBI. It's me, Henry Hill, <laughs> and Tommy, and, and Jimmy. Joe Pesci, <laughs> and Honest, Cowboy honestly. Matthew McConaughey. Cowboy Matthew McConaughey. Do you have anything else to say after the, this episode? <laughs> I do not. I got nothing uh, else for you. Just well, me until and Until next time, I, I'm... I'm Noah. And I'm Kayla. And we're... <laughs> and we're your... Second hand. Fail. 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 Fail.